This is the Six Figure Creative Podcast, episode 278. Welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast, where our mission is to help you turn your creative passions into a stable, reliable income. If you're in audio, video, design, photography, or really any other creative field, and you just want to learn from other successful creatives, you're in the right place. Hello and welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast. I am your host, Brian Hood. If this is your first time listening to the show or watching the show on YouTube, first of all, hi, hey, hello, welcome. This podcast is for you if you are a freelancer who offers creative services and you want to earn more money from your creative skills without selling your soul. For my returning listeners, we are picking up from the topic we started last week on this new series called the Lead Generation Series. Last week, we talked about how if you're not fully booked with your ideal clients, lead generation should be something you take seriously. (laughs) And if you're listening to this episode, chances are, unless this is your first episode and you just happen to listen to this one, if you are listening to this episode, it's because you listened to last week and you know that you need to be taking lead generation seriously. If for whatever reason you chose to start with this episode and you haven't listened to last week, I highly recommend you listen to last week first before starting this one. But just a couple quick things to recap. One, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about today is loosely or very tightly based off of the $100 million leads book by Alex Hermosi. 100% recommend going through his free course. And you can do that before or after you go through this series. This is kind of a companion to that book and that course that he has. But this is also a standalone series in its own right. So don't feel like you have to go do that. If you don't like watching big muscly men with big thick beards and have no strip on their face, <laughs> tell you what to do. <laughs> Instead, you can have me with my glasses and my very thin beard that I just trimmed up last week, tell you what to do instead. So maybe I'm more your cup of tea. I don't know. So a quick recap. A lead. What is a lead? It is just somebody that we can contact, right? And how do we get leads? We create something called a lead magnet. And what is a lead magnet? It is a complete solution to a narrow problem given away at a significant discount or free to attract our ideal clients to us. And last week was all about finding a narrow and meaningful problem that you can fully solve. Those are three big important parts about creating an actual good lead magnet that people will consume get value from and then hire you for your main thing. So last week was all about finding that narrow and meaningful problem. This week is talking about how we can fully solve that problem. Before I even get into what I'm going to talk about in this episode about fully solving that problem, I just have to state again, if you have not heard me say this before, or you just, I haven't said it recently, this is not an attempt at creating fluff BS garbage lead magnets. There are plenty of those out there. I have admittedly made a few of those in my day myself. I've made dozens of lead magnets in my life and not all of them are of the quality that are expected, especially in today's age. In my well-informed opinion, just putting out a cheap, easy, quick PDF guide on something is not the kind of lead magnet that's going to work today. People expect more, they want more. And there's something that's said in that $100 million leads book by Alex Ramosi. He says something to the effect of people will judge our paid work based on what they consume from our free stuff. So if you put something out in the world, AKA a lead magnet that's free and that free stuff sucks, they're going to assume that the service that you offer also sucks. So when we talk today about how we can fully solve whatever problem it was that we found last week on last week's episode, that is a narrow and meaningful problem, then we want to make sure we are fully solving that in a high value way. And I mentioned this last week and I'll mention it again this week. That means that you don't have to do a free lead magnet. I think a lot of freelancers specifically get caught up on They think lead magnet and they think a PDF or a cheat sheet or some quick guide or an ebook. And that's the only things that can come to their brain as far as how lead magnet works. In the freelance world, we can do whatever we want. We can do paid lead magnets, free lead magnets, hybrid lead magnets. We're going to talk about all the potential ways to solve the problem today that we're going to help solve. But just know 
that you are not limited to a free lead magnet. You can charge for it as well. And it can be just as effective, if not more effective in some cases. So let's dive into this. How do we actually solve the problem that we have identified as a narrow and meaningful problem? Well, there are four main delivery methods I want to talk about in today's episode. And these are the main four ways that I know of as far as solving these problems. And this is, I think this is actually one of the parts that's directly from $100 million leads. So I don't think I came up with all of these. I don't think he did either. <laughs> but the first method is just information or what we call info. The second is services. The third is a tool or a piece of software. And the fourth is a physical product or physical products. And I've actually got examples of all of these, which I didn't think I could come up with one for physical products for the freelance service niche, but I did. So stick with me on this. And we're going to start at the top here. The one that I'd say is probably most common for lead magnets. So we're going to stop here and we'll go from the most relevant to you, the listener, all the way to the least relevant, which is the physical products, because most freelancers are not going to have any meaningful way they could do physical products as a lead magnet. But method number one is information. We've identified that narrow and meaningful problem that we can fully solve, and we solve it via creating some piece of information that will solve that problem. So this could be formats like audio, video, it could be written word, like an ebook, and it can even be hybrid. Alex Hermosi actually says in his book that you want to deliver it in as many formats as possible. And he says that for his bestseller book, $100 million offers, it's actually split one third, one third, one third between the physical book and Kindle are lumped in with that, but the physical book reading the words, it's split a third between that, a third for the audio book, and then a third for the video course itself. He said it's an even split, and that's after hundreds of thousands of people have consumed his content. Hybrid seems to be the best if you're going to do an information solution because every person likes to learn differently. Some people just prefer reading. Some people just prefer watching video. Some people just prefer listening to audio. But if you're going to use information to fully solve a narrow and meaningful problem, you've got to take a few things into account for this. The first is how busy is your ideal client? Because I know freelancers that work directly with minimum wage workers. That's kind of where I came up from. I consider myself a blue collar freelancer. All my clients were people who worked at like Taco Bell. That was like my average client because as a music producer in the heavy metal music scene, I was working with just broke bands. And those people all had minimum wage jobs somewhere and they would save up and then spend time at my studio to record and mix their album. So those people tend to have more time than money. So when if you're trying to create a lead magnet for that type of person, you can spend more time explaining things. You can do anything from a long webinar to a video series or a free mini course. You could do a full paid course as a lead magnet, believe it or not. But that type of person generally will spend more time consuming things. Also, a long ebook can work in that world. But I also know freelancers who work with people that are high up at big companies, maybe a marketing director of Google or something like that. That person's not going to go through your 90 minute webinar. That person's not going to go through your 10 video mini course. And truth be told, information may not be the best format for that type of archetype or that type of client. However, if you are going to go after that type of client, they tend to have more money than time. And there's pros and cons to that. When it comes to budgets, they're a lot less broke than the minimum wage clients, but they are time poor. They have money, but they have very little time. So if you are going to use something like information as a lead magnet for that type of client, you may want to think about something that they can consume passively like audio. That or you just stay away from information altogether because it may not be the best for that type of client. This is a spectrum. So you've got anything from the minimum wage client all the way to the C-level executive or the CEO of a company. And for most listeners, you're probably somewhere between those two. So the closer you are to that upper end of the spectrum, especially when you consider yourself below on the totem pole, your client, information 
gets less and less likely to be the best lead magnet for your type of business. Now, if you're going to use information, there's a couple things to keep in mind. Last week, I talked about the best kind of ideas, solving a problem that creates your first client, solving a problem that reveals big problems, giving them a free sample, things like that. There's two kinds of best practices or best things to consider if you're going to use a information lead magnet. And that is you want to create a lead magnet that either reveals problems, aka it points out things that they didn't understand themselves that now elevates you in the back of their mind as a thing that they need to do, something they need to hire you for. They didn't really fully understand the problems that they had. They weren't aware of them. And the information they consumed from you brought all those to the surface. And now your service is a burning need. The second type of information lead magnet you can create is that first step free, where you have a series of things you do for a client and you're just focused on that first step in the entire chain of events. Information can be great for that. And if you go back to last week where I did that brainstorming exercise with you, called the three-tier outcome map. That three-tier outcome map essentially lays out all the things your client needs. And all you need to do from that is put it in logical order of what they need first and then what they need last, and then silo out that first step and create information to help achieve the outcome of that first step. Now, if you do all of that and you realize you cannot fully solve that first problem or that first step with information, that leads us to the second type of lead magnet, and that is services. And this is where a lot of freelancers fail to go to in their minds when it comes to lead magnet is they can actually offer services that fully solve the meaningful and narrow problem. So let's break this down really quick. First of all, what are your options when you're offering services as a lead magnet? First thing to consider is you can do this in person or you can do this remotely. Remove the specifics right now. We're just talking broad generalities of offering services as a lead magnet. You're offering a service in a way to attract your ideal clients to you and solve a narrow and meaningful problem fully. And you can do that through a service via paid service or free service. That's kind of what we're talking about here. Now, how do we solve that via a service? Again, it can be remote where you're doing things remotely via online collaboration, or it can be in person where you're actually toe to toe, face to face. You can do things synchronously or asynchronously. What does that mean? Synchronously means you are tit for tat having a real time collaboration together. So if you're in person, by definition, you have to be doing things synchronously. You have to show up at this time at this place. You have to do things face to face or even remotely where you're on Zoom together. Synchronously just means at the same time. Asynchronously is a wonderfully powerful way to do services. And that is where your client does things on their own time. And then you do things on your own time and you go back and forth asynchronously until all the things are done for that specific service to be completed. Every freelancer is going to be different. So you have to decide what makes the most sense between in-person versus remote, synchronous or asynchronous for your specific situation to solve your narrow and meaningful problem fully for your client. Now, there's another thing to consider when it comes to offering services as a lead magnet, and that is, are you going to fulfill on the service or is someone else going to fulfill on the service? Meaning you do it directly or you subcontract it. People don't think about this. If you're going to offer a service, you don't have to be the one that does it. Going back to my example last week where I talked about creating your own clients. If you're a music producer to create your own client, your client has to have a song that is written that you can then produce. Go back to last week. If you don't remember this, or if you remember this from last week, then you know what I'm talking about. So you're creating your own clients by creating a song together, right? So that's offering songwriting as a service. Here's the thing. If you're a music producer and you either lack the songwriting skill or lack the desire to write with your clients, you can actually pair your ideal clients with songwriters. This is something I did with one of my clients. He was a music producer here in Nashville. We built a team of songwriters that he knows, likes, and trusts people that are great in their genre. And he would pair them with his ideal clients to write music. And when he is the connector between those two people, he is naturally the person who comes to mind when it comes time to actually produce the music. I say all this to tell you this. 
You don't have to be the one who fulfills the services if you're offering a service as a lead magnet. Now, there's some important things to consider if you're going to go this route. We'll talk about the numbers behind that later on in this episode, but just I want your mind to be open to this so that you don't feel like you're the one doing all the services all the time for lead generation. So let's talk about the most logical thing you can offer as a service as a freelancer, and that is the free sample. I see this a lot in the audio space, people offering free test masters if you're a mastering engineer, free test mixes if you're a mixing engineer. It's essentially giving them a taste. You also see this in other industries like the massage industry. You'll see them offer your first massage for $25 or X dollars off your first massage. That's essentially a lead magnet. They're giving you a free taste or a discounted taste in this case of what the full service would be like. And then on the back end, they're going to sell you a package of something. It could be 10 massages. It could be a monthly massage. Treat yourself every month to three massages for X dollars a month. But the test project can be free or it can be paid. If it's free, generally speaking, it's one of those things where you're offering the service, but they don't get to keep the deliverable. So in the audio space, when you're doing a free test master, mastering is just like the final step in the process when all the music is produced and engineered and mixed. The final step is master and mastering engineers will offer a test master for free. However, if you don't hire that mastering engineer, then you don't get to use that master and release it. So it's just one of those things that you're doing a test so they can hear what it will sound like if you were to master their music. However, if no money's exchanging hands, you don't have the right to release that music. So it is truly just a sample. It is not a free project. So if you're going to do a free sample, you have to be able to balance your scope of work, aka your risk, versus the client's perceived value. So think about all these factors here. First is, how much time does it take you to deliver on this free test project or this free sample? And then what percentage of those tests or sample projects turn into paid projects? So if I do 10 samples or 10 test projects in a week and I convert two of those to paid projects, I have a 20% conversion rate from lead magnet to client. So once you know these things, then you have to do what's called a blended analysis, which sounds horrible, but it's basically how many hours did you work total on the 10 free sample projects? How many hours did you work total on the two paid projects that you gained from that? And how many dollars did you earn on the two paid projects? And if you were actually getting paid for the test projects or the free samples, how much did you make from all of that as well? And you put those into two buckets, how much time for the entire week, how much money for the entire week, and that gives you your blended average. That's a very important number because now if you're doing free work or discounted work, and then means to get paid work, we have to take that into account as essentially our marketing budget because the free work or the discounted work is unpaid or grossly underpaid work that we're doing. So you have to be able to balance this into your blended dollar per hour average. And nobody likes doing math on a podcast, so I'm not going to try to give you math examples. <laughs> Matter of fact, we should probably have a rule <laughs> of no public math, but this is where it can be difficult if you don't have a brain for this sort of stuff to make a service your lead magnet because you're going to get yourself killed out there offering too many free projects or too much discounted work. And you don't understand your conversions on the back end and how much those clients are worth for the rest of the year and how much time it's going to take you to gain a client. If you don't factor all these things in, you're going to get eaten alive and you're going to be making pennies on the dollar instead of what you think you're making. So if none of this made sense to you, go listen to all that again and try to figure out what does it take for you to get a paid project and how does it all blend together as your blended dollar per hour. This can work really well if it's a relatively quick test sample or sample project and a very long engagement for a client on the back end, meaning the client lifetime value is a lot. So in the example I gave you, we just talked about 10 free test projects in a week. You gain two of those as clients and we looked at your blended average for the week. Well, that largely becomes irrelevant if those two clients will stick with you for the rest of their lives and spend tens of thousands of dollars with you. All of a sudden, that one week's math no longer matters. 
So if a client's going to stick with you for years and spend thousands or tens of thousands of dollars with you, then you can make that exchange all day long if you're getting two clients a week from that. So in some cases, you can out-earn your math ignorance. And that's only in cases where it's a relatively small amount of time upfront for a test project and a relatively large payoff in the long run on the back end of how much one client is worth to you or that multiple other clients coming from them. So let's zoom back out here. We're talking about offering services as a lead magnet. They can be free. They can be paid. We talked about the free sample or the free test project. Now we're going to talk about another method of service, and that is the first step free. Earlier, we talked about solving the narrow and meaningful problem by finding all of the steps involved with the project of the type of client you work with and just isolating that first step in solving it with information. However, for many people, information doesn't make sense. You can't solve that first step with information or information alone. That's where we get to offering services to fulfill on that first step. And this can be a wonderful thing to do if your client is high on the totem pole. Like I said earlier, we're talking C-level executives or people who are the marketing directors of big brands. Anywhere where information alone isn't going to be enough. So there's kind of two ways that I know to solve this. And there's probably more, but these are the two that I know of when offering a service to fully solve the narrow meaningful problem of that first step. And that is this. Option one is the planning workshop. And if you want to know more about what this looks like and how this works, go listen to my episode I did with Ryan Coral on episode 206. It's called Stuck with Low Dollar Projects. Here's how to level up to $50,000 project with Ryan Coral. And for my Apple podcast listeners who don't have episode numbers in the titles, which only reason we can't do that is because Apple refuses to let us do that. Every other podcast app, you'll see actual show numbers on the episode titles. But that episode is was released on June 28th of 2022. So quite a while back. But in that episode, he basically talked through this exact thing. He offered a planning workshop for his clients, and he's working with what I consider ultra high ticket clients. And this is the fifty dollars to $100,000 projects. And his lead magnet is essentially planning workshops. So the big risk with that type of project is they don't want to commit $100,000 without understanding what all goes into it. And generally, what a lot of people do is they'll plan this whole thing out for free. Well, it's Instead, he actually does something that's counterintuitive. He actually charges for the planning workshops for his clients, and he makes it fully refundable if they don't like the plan or the thing that they put together. And he says he has a 100% conversion rate. If someone pays for the $2,000 planning workshop, where they come up with a plan for how their video is going to look, because he's a videographer, and what's all included in this video, if they pay the $2,000 for that, then 100% of the time, they hire him for the full project. So again, just go back to listen to that episode and think through this from the perspective of this is actually a lead magnet. He's able to get clients to commit to this relatively lower dollar project, at least for his types of clients, it's a low dollar because it's less risk for them because there's a money back guarantee if they're not happy with it. Compensates him for his time on that. And it's what's called a micro commitment. They're committing $2,000 for a smaller paid project that will vastly increase the likelihood of that $2,000 project turning into a $100,000 project because they've already put up some money. If someone has no skin in the game, the likelihood that they're going to ever pay you fifty dollars to $100,000 is little to nothing. So by making them pay a relatively small amount of money, modest amount of money in their standards, these are multi-million dollar companies, they are making a micro-commitment to the, what is the next step, the bigger commitment. And they're solving that first step in the project, which is just making a plan for what the project's going to actually include. The next way you can solve this problem, and this is actually an appendage to what I just said, is something called a productized mini service. That's where you are thinking through that first step in the project, that very first thing, and you're thinking, what is the productized service I can offer? The productized miniature service, the small scope of work, very repeatable, very systemizable, maybe even automatable, something that I can build a lot of systems around or put people into place so it's not a lot of time commitment for me. And how do I solve this in a productized service method? If you're unfamiliar with what a productized service is, I'm 
decoupling this from the lead magnet conversation right now. So make sure you're on the same page as me. We're talking about services, not lead magnets right now. A productized service is just basically selling a service as if it's a product. And you're able to sell the service like a product because it is a full solution to something sold as a flat rate. If you want to see a lot of examples of this, generally speaking, if you go to Fiverr, a lot of those services on Fiverr are productized services. Now, that's not the best place to go look for how I can find profitable productized services, but it is a place to look at how a productized service is sold. It is a little square on the page and it's someone saying, I will edit your podcast episode for $25 or whatever. And so I am buying that service as if it is a product. I'm putting it in my cart and I'm checking out, I'm sending my files and that person is going to edit the episode, send it back for my approval. And I'm going to say, yes, that was great. That's a productized service. The opposite of that is something where there are a million variables involved. Every single project is a unique and special snowflake. Very hard to systemize, very hard to productize. You can't just say, here's a thing in a box, buy it. So now that's a productized service. We're now coming back to the lead magnet conversation. So if you think about the productized service box method, where we are solving this narrow and meaningful problem via a miniature or smaller contained productized service, where the service must be contained within this box, this is a perfectly viable way to solve a problem via a service. So those are the first two delivery methods when it comes to solving the narrow and meaningful problem fully. The first is information. So creating audio, video, written words, some sort of hybrid of the two, which by the way, if you get my client acquisition toolkit at sixfigurecreative.com slash toolkit, that is an example of information that is offered in kind of a hybrid format. There's no audio, it's not audio only, but it is video and written word combined together into a toolkit. Now, just to be critical of myself, does that solve a narrow and meaningful problem? I would argue that client acquisition is actually not a narrow problem. Very meaningful, but not narrow. So I don't believe that that guide fully solves your client acquisition problems, but I will say it probably gets you further than you would on your own. So there's a lot I can do to improve that specific lead magnet. But if you want to see it, just go to sixfigurecreative.com slash toolkit. And that toolkit has brought us over 10,000 leads. So it is proven to attract the right people. I now need to think through how I can narrow that down and fully solve a narrow and meaningful problem. But anyways, that's information. That's a way to create a lead magnet. The next is services. So offering a service, whether it's a free sample or the first steps free in some way. Before we get into the podcast today, let me tell you a little something crazy about myself. I'm actually a psychic and I'm going to prove it to you. You and I, we've probably never met, but I bet I can describe your business better than you can. Here's what my crystal ball says. You probably have no idea how to get clients other than waiting around for referrals and word of mouth. You're stuck in a perpetual cycle of feast or famine. So you have wild income swings from month to month. You're charging way less than you should and you know it, but you don't do anything about it. You feel like you have a million things you could be doing in your business and you have no idea what you should be focusing on. And you have tons of little half-built bridges leading to nowhere because you've jumped from thing to thing to thing as a dabbler. Am I right? Does this sound eerily similar to you? That's because I've been in your shoes and I've worked with thousands of freelancers who've also been there. So I'm not a psychic. My crystal ball is not real. I just have a really clear understanding of what freelancers are facing today. And if I can predict your problems, you can bet I actually have a solution to these problems. It's called client acquisition. We talk about this all the time on the podcast, but for some reason, freelancers still haven't really figured this out yet. This is why I created Clients by Design Coaching. It's a truly unique coaching program that helps you build your own client acquisition machine so you can break out of this feast or famine cycle that most freelancers never escape. So here's how our approach is unique. First, we do a deep dive on your business, we figure out what's missing, and we give you a complete marketing roadmap right from the start. So no more dabbling, no more guesswork, just a clear path to getting more clients. You always know what your next step is because we actually assign specific tasks to you. So instead of feeling overwhelmed, instead of feeling scattered, 
You can just focus on your next step. That's it. We give you unlimited feedback on everything you do so you can feel confident that every single step you're taking is the right one. And we hold you accountable, not by nagging you, but just by genuinely supporting and cheering you on every step of the way. If you're behind on any steps we've assigned to you, we'll proactively reach out and see how we can help. Clients by Design is not a course. We look at it like a partnership. We'll always show up. We'll always give you what you need, but you have to be willing to put in the work. This program is not for everyone, and that is okay. As of right now, I just checked the numbers. We've only approved about 25% of the applicants we've gotten so far, and that's because we are selective. We only accept your application if we believe we can truly help you. So if you're ready to end your feast or famine cycle and build a client acquisition machine, you can apply for Clients by Design by going to sixfigurecreative.com slash coach. That's the number six, figurecreative.com slash coach. Now here's our show. The third method for solving this narrow and meaningful problem fully is by offering some sort of tool. So this could be a spreadsheet. This could be a software. This is more and more difficult the further we get down this list. So I'm going to spend less and less time with this, but I will talk about this. One example is I have a client who is a soundproofing specialist. He comes from the music production world and I was helping him with his client acquisition efforts for his music production studio. But then I realized that he had this whole other skill set and have built this whole other brand in the soundproofing niche. And it was actually, in my opinion, a better opportunity for him to pursue. And it's done really well for himself in that niche. As a matter of fact, if you go back to episode 274 called Dare to Suck, Why You Make More Money When You're Bad at Things, that <laughs> came out September 19th of this year. He's actually the one that I talked about from that episode. And just to clarify, he doesn't suck, especially at soundproofing. He sucked at something else, which was sales until he became good at it. He sucked for long enough to become good at it. Spoiler alert, but go listen to the episode. It's an awesome episode. But anyways, an example of a lead magnet for someone like him is a soundproofing cost calculator. Think about this. If your ideal client needs to soundproof their studio and you offer a service that consults them when soundproofing their studio, the first thing they need to understand is what sort of budget do I need to allocate to be able to soundproof my studio? And a tool or a software solves this fully. You can come up with a very good calculator with something like spreadsheets, or there's plenty of actual calculator tools online that make you build this kind of like productized calculator. Creating one of those is a perfect logical solution to a narrow and meaningful problem for his ideal clients. So whether you have the ability or knowledge to create any sort of tool or software, this can be a great way to create a high perceived value thing that you don't have to put any direct time. To me, this is more differentiated than just information and it's less of a time suck for you compared to services. I actually have one of these for Six Figure Creative. I forgot about it until just now. If you go to sixfigurecreative.com slash calc, C-A-L-C, or just go to full calculator if you want to type the whole word. I have a three-step calculator for setting your freelance pricing. That is pretty cool. The calculator thing works well if there's numbers or projections or budgets involved that people have to figure out and calculate or any sort of math that needs to be done. But also there are people who have free apps that are essentially just for lead generation. But again, this is more complex than the other two, in my opinion. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on, but just let your mind open to that. And if something comes there, feel free to email me, brian at sixfigurecreative.com. But just keep your mind open to the idea of maybe a tool or a software or a calculator that could be a lead magnet. And then if you want to run something by me, I'm, I'm happy to give you my thoughts on this. Just email me podcast at sixfigurecreative.com and I'll take a look at it. And now we get to the fourth and final delivery method for solving this narrow and meaningful problem fully. And that is physical products. Again, this is the, the most left field one of all of the options here, but I do have one potential example for this here. So obviously if we're solving a narrow and meaningful problem fully and you offer a freelance service, then most of us are not going to go out there and create some sort of physical product from scratch, right? That's absurd. However, 
I have experience in the podcast production niche, right? So if I'm thinking through the narrow and meaningful problem I'm trying to solve is the client doesn't know what sort of gear to get. Now, this is a problem that's been solved a million times by cheat sheets and guides and PDFs and courses and all the things on how to get your gear set up and what to buy and what not to buy. And here's this and that. That's one way to do it through information. You could also offer a service where you walk through getting it all, purchasing it all, setting it all up for them. And that's a service you could offer. And that'd be a very productized service, very manageable. And you could even train someone to do that for you. But for physical products, you could actually package all of these things together, prepackage every single thing the client might need when it comes to launching their podcast and then selling it to them at cost or even slight loss because the person who buys that is the perfect client for you. Now, this would be really hard to do for free. I wouldn't even do this for free, but definitely for a paid lead magnet where you're offering the full package of everything they would need and maybe even pairing it hybrid where you have a setup offer where you're actually offering to set it up for them. And you could do that synchronously via Zoom or you could do this asynchronously through some other means. I'm just kind of spitballing here, but I'm trying to give your brain the freedom to think outside the box here because if someone else is doing it, now you have competition. If no one else is doing it, you're the only solution. So if someone wants a fully prepackaged, done for you setup, you're going to send them all the gear and you're going to walk them through setting it all up and getting them ready to launch their podcast, then you may be their only option for that. And that solves step number one in the overall plan of getting their podcast launched. So now we can talk about what's your show format going to be? What's the show title? What's the show art? How frequently you're going to do this? Are you going to interview guests? If so, we need to get a guest acquisition funnel set up. Who's going to edit? Who's going to produce this? What software are you going to use to produce? Are you going to use Riverside? Are you going to use Squadcast or Zencast? I'm a podcaster, so I know all these things. If you're not a podcaster, you won't know any of this stuff, but I'm just thinking through. Now we're having a consultation that I'm going to sell you on my full podcast launch package. That's going to be five to $10,000 or more. So now all of that work I did on the front end to make my few hundred bucks is paling in comparison to the 10,000 plus I'm going to make on the back end, plus the recurring services of podcast editing month to month to month. So those are the four main ways to fully solve the narrow and meaningful problem that we chose from episode one. Again, to recap, it's solve it via information. Number two is solve it via services. Number three is solve it via a tool, software or spreadsheet or a calculator. Number four is solve it via physical products. And kind of a fifth bonus here is creating a hybrid of multiple of these. I just told you before, if I am a podcast production studio, I can use three of the four just from information about what gear you need, services on setting up the gear, a physical product package of all the things you need, and maybe even some sort of tool or software that makes this all a breeze. So your homework now is to determine which of these four or combination of the four makes the most sense for you. And you don't have to just have one lead magnet. That's one thing you got to kind of step back and just release is this will not be the only lead magnet you ever create. But it is important that you have a lead magnet because as Alex Mosey says, his word is gold when it comes to marketing, in my opinion. And I've seen in my own experiences that it is cheaper to acquire a client by offering lead magnets than it is by just offering services. And it also comes across as way less desperate. That's the big reason freelancers fail to ever promote themselves is they don't want to come across as desperate. Well, if you promote a lead magnet, you're never desperate. You're always looking like you're helping. So creating a lead magnet is a huge part of this. On next week's episode, we're going to talk about determining our distribution methods. Once we create the lead magnet, how do we actually get people to download it or consume it? That's a whole other can of worms. And in most cases, freelancers are not equipped for this because if you can't even promote your services and you can't get clients, now promoting this lead magnet is probably going to be just as difficult for you because now this is a brand new thing that you have to actually be able to promote and distribute. And that'll be next week's episode. So if you're still listening for whatever reason, uh, I'll give you a quick update on my saga with my Facebook account getting it back, which by the way, I don't care about Facebook. Nobody cares about Facebook. Facebook's dead to my generation and everyone younger than me. The problem is again, just to recap, my Facebook account is the only way you can advertise on Facebook 
and Instagram. Instagram is not dead. And my personal Facebook account is what has control over all my business accounts and the business manager on my ad accounts and everything. Well, a week and a half ago, some hacker got into the account. They bypassed my two-factor authentication. They got around my 25-character randomized password. I think I've narrowed it down to something called session hijacking or cookie hacking, something like that is how they got in and bypassed it. That's the best that I can come up with from my research. Fun update this week. The hackers are still in the account. They've gained access to my ads account and they launched one ad. They spent $3,000 on it in a matter of hours, all on my Amex card, which thankfully it's Amex because Amex will just wipe the charges off. I'll read the ad copy to you. (laughs) This is worth the wait if you're still listening. Um, 70-year-old grandmother designed a bra for elderly women that is popular all over the world. Get it now. Link to the ad. And then the photo is just a grandmother in a bra. Hot summer sale, 45% off. Adjustable support, multifunctional bra. (laughs) Sponsored post on the Six Figure Creatives Facebook account. That is an ad that ran for maybe just a couple hours before it was taken down. They spent thousands of dollars and uh, that was my update for the week. So the reason I haven't gained back access to my account is because there's no way to talk to a human being. The hackers added two-factor authentication to my account, which I cannot bypass. No matter what I do, I just get sent to this endless loop of crap. And uh, that's the infamous bra ad now. And just to clarify to everyone, when someone hacks your account, this is like a sophisticated ring of hackers that do this for this exact purpose. They want to access people like me who have ad accounts with proven track records and hundreds of thousands of dollars of ad spend. And then they'll launch their crap ads, promoting some sort of affiliate product or some sort of scam product. And they'll run it until it gets shut down. And they'll usually get a few thousand dollars of ad spend out of it before they're shut down. And they just do that. They rinse and repeat all day long on thousands of accounts. And they get millions in free ad spend every year selling their junk products. And I don't know how much of the product they sell, if anything, but that's kind of the ring they run. I have no idea how to prevent it, but that's the reality. So that's it for this week. I'll see you all next week. We'll talk about good things. That's why I saved this for the end of the episode. I don't want to start out with a bummer, right? Next week, we'll talk about promoting your lead magnet. How do we get people to download it? Thank you so much for listening to this point in the show. Until next time, see you next week.